Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Love That For You. Pat is here today. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy to be back. Julie it's likes not, to... Oh, yeah, it is Wednesday. Well, it'll be posted on Wednesday. We're <laughs> not like, recording not on Wednesday. Wednesday, but... Yeah. Happy to be back, even though Julia likes kicking me off to do all these, these episodes with guests. Well, yeah. I think we should rethink that for some of them. Some of them, like, you wouldn't... I, I don't know. We have to... Depends on the guest. Yeah. Okay. True. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Um. So this... What did we do this weekend? Oh, basically took, like, a weekend off, which kind of felt for me. I tried. Today I was on my stories and I was like, um, I took off yesterday, but didn't really feel like a full day. So yeah. we just had like a weekend with friends, which kind of felt nice, social distance as much as we could and, you know. Yeah, it was almost like a little vacation weekend, but it was just kind of a staycation here at the shore. And yeah. Kind of got away and hosted some friends and it was a good little time. Yeah, it was had, good to like fun. hang out with friends. Played some fun new uh, new games. We learned a, a new card game called Quick Wits. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That was a really fun game to play. It's um, like a drinking game, but yeah. it's really fun. Yeah. You don't... Yeah. You it's don't not to. like you don't have to drink, <laughs> no, no. but it's a fun little game to play while you're having a... With a group of people. Yeah. Group of people. Yeah. And social. It's pretty fast paced. A lot of laughing. Yeah. It was good. Speaking of drinking. Speaking of drinking. What are we having to drink right now? So we are drinking High Noons. And you guys, if you know, if you've seen all my stories, it's like a newfound drink that I found and like because I was drinking like hard seltzers and they were giving me headaches, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So started drinking these high noons. I think my mom picked them up at the store and they didn't realize they were like a bar stool drink. Yeah, I don't know if they're a bar stool drink, but we always see them like posted yeah. and shared on there or some of the, I don't know how they, if it's affiliated or if it's just yeah, kind of branded towards a... I don't know, but they're so audience. good. It's like vodka soda, basically. And there's other brands that have that. But for some reason, the pineapple, the peach high noon, shout out to you guys because you're delicious. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really been like our like kind of uh, on the beach drink. Obviously, you know, it's been it's like 90 better. degrees. It's like a It's better than a, nice a White Claw. It's, yeah. Sorry, White Claw. But like, I like it because it doesn't give me a headache. It's not like malt liquor. It's vodka soda. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's really vodka good. club soda with just fresh fruit juice and yeah, yum. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking this week. <laughs> Having a little bit right now. And oh, another thing, just a little. We have been. Oh, I actually asked you guys for like Netflix or TV recommendations, mm -hmm. and some of you we had a lot, but the one that we started that some of you recommended was Yellowstone, and I seriously got so many like flooded with DMs of like, oh my god, this is so good. How are you guys watching? Because it's on like Peacock or something. Yeah. So we started watching that. The first episode was definitely slow for me. Pat hates me because I just sit there and ask questions the entire time we watch TV, and yeah. he just hates it. <laughs> no, Yellowstone is definitely a little different. I mean, like compared to our normal like New Girl or Vampire Diaries, where it's a little like. Well, don't you don't watch Vampire I don't Diaries. Watch... I do. Okay, you <laughs> have it on the TV <laughs> while I lay in bed and fall asleep. But like, I understand what's going on. Yeah. It's like, no, Yellowstone definitely has uh, a little more of a storyline development, some character really development, attention. and you do have to pay attention. But it's it's cool. But I mean, it's got it's... a lot of drama. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that you would like. Yeah. So it's a little bit of love, romance, some like violence. That. Yeah, not, violence. I mean, not really. It's, it's not too violent, gory, but it, no, there, no, there is. I mean, it's a little. It's the wild west. It's the wild west, and it reminded me of our trip so much because it's literally like right where we were because yeah. we were in Yellowstone, which is yes. Cool. I don't even know if that's where it was filmed. 
like I don't know. I it might like be on it, a set in LA. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah. like we, they keep showing all like the I different hope landscapes, and we're like, oh, it makes me wish, wish we, we were there still, or makes us so wish we had go watch that to go back. That's what we're watching right now, and we're liking that. Yeah, and we're only like four. I think our next we've finished four episodes. Yeah. So our next one will. But be... But I'm excited to watch. Like it's definitely keeping me like. I want to see what happens next because I'm like kind of getting into the characters. Yeah. And I think there's like three seasons, which is nice. Yeah, three full seasons. And it's on, yeah, a, a, a streaming service called Peacock. Yeah, it's like a new yes. streaming service and it's free. Yeah. I For now. I don't know if it's always going to be free or what it's going to do. It's just you got to log in with an email. Yeah. And like we, we just, just like Xfinity and search for. Yeah, with the voice um, thing. Yeah, it's searched for. Yellowstone, yeah, and it came up, and it says free on free to watch on Peacock. Yeah, just enter your email address. So yeah, just giving everybody our data. Yeah, <laughs> access to everything. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I kind of want to get into today's episode because I think it's going to be a good, long, healthy episode. And I keep saying that it's an advice column, but Pat doesn't like to use the word advice. Yeah. Why don't you say why? Yeah, I just. To me, you go to advice for people or you go for advice. You go to, to people. You go to people <laughs> for advice who are like specialists or experts or like people yeah. who like, you know, have experience or, you know, they like they have expertise in what you're looking for. And disclaimer. I, yeah. That's the not disclaimer. Us. And I always laugh because it's like I, I'm definitely not an expert in anything. Anything. So, I, I mean, I do like talking about this. I know it's. It's cool. It's it's really engaging, but it's not like, you know, I, I'm not an expert. Julia's not an expert. We like getting into it. We like, you know, a lot of listeners do kind of open up and share their stories. And, and I, I think it's always helpful, too, that it's not just advice, but it's like like somebody is listening on the other end of these microphones. Like like you guys, right. you know, in writing in, sending your emails, the DMs, the, the comment box, like, you know, you guys are talking to us and, and we are here like listening and getting it. And I think just knowing sometimes that somebody is on the other end, like, you know, reading, listening and providing perspective, like, yeah, that's you know, really I, what I we're think giving. is what useful. Yeah. That's why I say it's like, yeah, providing perspective. perspective it's column. not about like giving <laughs> advice, but of course, like an advice column is, yeah, you know, something everybody knows. I mean, and a lot of the topics that have come in, like we've dealt with and like we can give our perspective and thoughts because some of it's stuff that we've gone through or whatever so yeah and i think we've done a couple of these episodes now and people send in their ideas or questions comments done, tell like, us relationship their stories. advice yeah, yeah a lot of like relationship or different things um and like obviously we say what we think but you know that doesn't mean it's the only way to go about it or there you know there are right. other things other approaches you could take or other things to do take everything with a grain of salt yeah but you know we do. We're here to help. We're not giving you false advice or whatever. We're just. Yeah. We're just. Yeah. We all have. We're we not definitely, doctors. And I definitely have like. And all the PhD. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's best interest in mind, and it's. Yeah. It comes out of the good of our heart. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a couple like short ones, and then we actually got a few emails, a few long ones, but we can just go over some of the short ones first. A lot of the topics are relationship based or like career based. Yeah. So we can kind of file them all under one if i come across a lot but let's get into it okay so the first one um i'm gonna keep them all anonymous obviously this says i'm moving to a new city where i don't know a soul and i'm terrible at making friends how how to make friends basically and i've gotten a few of the same similar questions so 
this is hard because when I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends. And when you moved to DC, you didn't have any friends. Yeah. Um, for me, like, I think my job and being like really, really out of my comfort zone and like literally reaching out to people to be my friend, not like mm-hmm. actually saying, hey, will you be my friend? But yeah. stepping out of my comfort zone and kind of meeting up with people who were doing the same job as me definitely helped so that we could like help each other and like build a community and not and just kind of helped you make friends that way i don't know i mean yeah i think we've gotten like a a good handful of these questions like you know people going to a new city to start college like you know that that kind of uh experience or you know people graduating college going somewhere to for their first job or we've even gotten a couple of these where people are like yeah, me and my husband are taking a new job in this new city, mm-hmm. going there not knowing anybody. Yeah, it's really um, hard. And I, and I think like the, I don't know, obviously it's not easy. And, you know, especially if you have close friends, like, you know, that's always your like comfort zone and meeting new friends is never, never simple. It takes time to build the trust. It takes time to like, you know, really feel comfortable. But I, I always say it's like a matter of like being comfortable, making yourself vulnerable. And like, you know, if you're going to this city thinking, you know, I'm the uh, new person there, I'm the first or like, I don't know anybody there. Like, yeah, you may be feeling that way, but there are definitely other people Mm -hmm. in that city that are thinking and feeling the exact same way. I think the cool thing about like, if you're moving to a big city, it's like you kind of like are not, you don't have to start over, but like no one knows you and you don't know them. And they don't know what you're going through and you don't like vice versa. So it's like you can kind of get out of your comfort zone in an easier way because it's not like you have your, you know, somebody watching you like making fun of you or doing something that you might be afraid of. Yeah. It's also, I mean, definitely like a, like a, you know, put yourself out there. Don't be shy. Like Like reach out physically, reach reach out. out. Like obviously, you know, whoever wrote this particular question in or any of the similar ones, it's like you know that meeting people is important. So go and like put yourself out there and try and do it. And, you know, um, I'll just speak from my experience. When I moved to Washington, D.C., I moved there for a job. And I, when I moved there, I didn't know I knew anybody there. But it took me, I mean, a little bit to realize that I actually did have some other friends that lived there. And it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, putting stuff on my... um, like Instagram story, just saying like, "Hey, moving to DC. If you know anybody, yeah, here, yeah. friends like, of friends, send me a thing. Like, I'd love to connect. Trying to meet new people. Like, you know, six degrees of separ- separation. Like, yeah, you might not know anybody in your new city, but somebody else might, yeah. you know, be able to connect you. And and then I ended up like reconnecting with people from my college, yeah, um, from Dickinson there. But then also like, you know, one of my good friends when I was younger, growing up, like I played sports with this guy doing everything and then found out he was living like six blocks away from me yeah like you know you just never know yeah and i think like maturing is also helpful to realize that like reaching out is not weird no and when you're young it might feel like that's weird but it's not so yeah no it's not weird at all and i actually you know when i like when i moved to dc i was living in a studio apartment living by myself my work um culture like great people but little different life stage and my work was so small that there wasn't like i was meeting a lot of people through work yeah um but it was like hey i'm gonna go try and get dinner and like be okay sitting at a a bar top sitting alone um 
you know, have a beer, have dinner, you know, and if a bartender comes over, like not being shy to say, Hey, like I'm new to the area. Can you tell me about some fun places, you know? And then, and then like doing that alone becomes fun too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you, yeah, you don't know who you're going to end up, um, like striking up conversation with and like everybody knows that people are like going to move around and be new. And like, you know, you realize how big a hearts people have. I mean, I think about, um, Megan, Julia. Yeah. Like I literally was sitting at the bar having a drink. I think it was there on like a Saturday watching, um, like a nationals baseball game. Mm -hmm. And she just came over and was like, Hey, how are you? Like, I noticed you've come here and you're always alone. What's up? Like, and like, yeah, she's just so friendly. And then, now, like, you know, I text all the time with her. She's just like a, a good friend and like a, you know, and, and she would then tell me places to go, people to meet, you know, yeah. we'd hang out and like, you know, that's how you kind of build a relationship. Just going and being vulnerable, put yourself out there. and Yeah. So put yourself out there basically is what we're saying. Yeah. I mean, figure out what like kind of things are important to you and then go put yourself in those situations. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I know another one. Um, I want to rapid fire these. Just okay. Saying. Keep going. Oh no, finish. I'm well, just I'll like you know, if this. working out is important, go join a gym, right? And don't work out alone. Join a fitness class. Like go to a yeah. class, right? If there's that. Um, if you're into art, you know, a lot of uh, like local museums or libraries will have art classes. Yeah, you'll like, meet go people join that, that are doing. Go do that. The same Find things. the things that you like. If yeah. you like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of like relationship ones, but I'll I'll break them down into a few different ones this first one says um a boyfriend i'm assuming their boyfriend who was in all caps the worst at thinking about future setting goals having ambition etc so i'm assuming this person has a boyfriend and they're having they have a good relationship i don't know um and maybe frustrated about why this person isn't thinking about the future setting goals having ambition mm. I don't know what I'm, the advice question is though or like i'm convinced this is uh one of my friends girlfriends sent this in okay all right so the the thing says a boyfriend who is the worst at thinking about the future setting goals have ambition ambition etc interesting Mm, um (laughs) i want to be like leave that person but i yeah you know it depends on your relationship and i don't know it Mm -hmm. so if this is just something that maybe bothers you and you think like you just need to talk about it and you haven't had that talk let's just go with that because yeah you know it could be deeper than that I, I always think like the starting point is talk to that person about it. And if future ambitions, goals, you know, if all of that is really important to you. It doesn't align with him. Yeah. Then. Yeah. But, you know, and, and obviously, you know, I don't know the age of these people or, I mean, right. n- not every, you know, 18 year old is thinking about the future. Not every 25 year old is thinking about the future. Heck, I'm 32 and <laughs> sometimes I don't think about the future, but <laughs> If it is something that is important to you, you've got to find a way to bring it up in a in the right way to that person to make it important to them, or at least let them know that it's important to you and right. say, "Hey, you know, you, I really like this about you. One thing I, I wish we could talk about more would be about like future, and why that's important to me is because I always want to be, you know, yeah. building something better for my future, building something for my future kids, you know, working towards something." Yeah, you want to have goals and you want them to have goals as well. Yeah. And, and also, you know, that other person, your boyfriend, maybe isn't um, just thinking or comfortable with it. And you kind of taking like the leadership role and saying, look, 
I want to make this important to us as a couple. So I'll lead these conversations. Right. I'll lead the development. I'll, you know, obviously like, you know, and this is just like a quick little uh, tidbit, you know, obviously like the living arrangement for Julia and I is, you know, evolved differently than how we thought it was going to. And, um, you know, when we got married, you know, the, the, the general book of life says, get married, buy a house, have kids. And, you know, I don't think Julia really thought about the buying a house part. And we are still a couple of years from it. But if we're able to start planning today, financially, buying a house scares me. <laughs> for a house three to five years down the road, we're going to be so much better off when it actually does become time right. to buy that house. And like, you know, it, it was a conversation with Julia where she was just kind of like, no, I don't really want to talk about it because it does see, it is many years away. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, I had to build uh, an Excel spreadsheet and say like, look, if this is that type of house we want then, this is how much money it's going to cost. And this is why it's important today. Yeah. Um. So just being able to show like why. And I didn't know. So for me, you telling me these things, I kind of like was like, oh, okay, opened up more about it. And like, I wasn't willing to talk about it until really he had said that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you kind of have to figure out if this person is willing to talk about those things and maybe just kind of nervous and scared or if they're like, I don't have goals, and then that's kind of like a different story, you know, maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, based on how the, like, the um, comment box comment was written, like, I don't get the sense that this is, like, a lazy person. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, my boyfriend he just doesn't like to talk about do it. anything. It's just, like, he he hasn't thought about, you know, the mm-hmm. future, his ambitions, sometimes his goals. that's and fine, like, and you need someone, yeah. a partner, to, like, yeah. help you figure that out. Yeah, and obviously I just gave an example of what I brought up to Julia, yeah. but it goes both ways. I mean, even this podcast, it was like, no, mm-hmm. I never thought of this or like wanted to get involved. And then when Julia kind of pitched me on the idea of it, it was like, okay, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Okay, the next one, I really like this one. Um, it says, how to be more present and stop sleepwalking through life waiting for things to happen. And I absolutely just love that because I'm like queen of like not doing that or trying, you know? I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Why do people only send in like hard stuff? Why don't any of these like comments or emails be like, how do you tie your shoe? And I could like <laughs> I just send you a YouTube link and it would just tell you how to do it. Instead, it it's wouldn't like, be fun. how do you stop sleepwalking through life? It's like such a good question. Such a good question. The answer is like, ugh, I don't know. I wish I knew. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's hard. And I mean, obviously, whoever sent this in, like acknowledging that it's something that you don't want to do yeah but it's like a good step right and like like you know that that's happening to you and you're like i don't want this which yeah. is more than everyone else who has those same thoughts like they're not doing anything about it yeah yeah you're a step ahead yeah um it, it's funny actually we were julie and i recently were sitting on the beach with um my brother his wife and then um some of their family um on that side and I thought it was a really good question. She said, what is your life motto in three words or less? And just to tie it to, to the question, my sister-in-law's sister, her life motto, it was live in the now, which obviously so is four words, um, not three words, but it was really, I mean, I was like, wow, I really love that because even sitting on the beach where we're supposed to be like mind turned off like let me just get sunburned Mm -hmm. let me just you know drink this high noon let me just enjoy it 
all I could do was think about what I had to do later yeah. that day, like what was coming up for work. I couldn't just sit there and live in the now and be present. And um, how does this relate? Well, because I mean, what you're talking about, like not like sleepwalk through life. Like I think if I'm interpreting that is like living in the now. Like I'm also I'm thinking of it as that, but also like maybe, you know, some people like aren't good at dating and they're like waiting for that person to come instead of like doing something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that the same thing that you're thinking? Yeah, I guess so. I think we're kind of thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I think different. we're thinking about it a little differently, but okay, no, I, I think well, no, I think I think you <laughs> you may be more right here. Uh, no, than, than I know my what you're saying. Interpretation, but I mean, I think you know maybe about like either it's being proactive about right. If you realize you're in a routine that is just going through the motion, and Julie and I actually before the road trip were thinking we're talking about this. It's like we wake up every morning, we work out, we sit and work, we get lunch, yeah, we keep working, we eat dinner, we watch a TV show, and we go to bed. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, you know, we are. Like I'm enjoying every day, but it's not that exciting and I don't feel like, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm living, but Mm -hmm. it's like. We need to change something. I need to like mix it up. I need to throw some spice in there. I need to like do something. And we're like, okay, let's get married and go on a road trip. Yeah, like literally. That was like, let's do that. And, you know. And I think, um, you know, if it's just a matter of like scheduling or planning or like, I mean, I I literally know people who put stuff on their calendar um, for like every third wednesday of the month i'm gonna do something that's uncomfortable mm-hmm. like or something that is new yeah. or something that like i've never done being before. spontaneous like, and like not looking back kind yeah. of thing but also like being spontaneous doesn't have to be spontaneous doesn't have to be right? like skydiving you don't it have, have to well, be yeah. it also doesn't have to be like okay what am i going to do today mm-hmm. right like you can plan every third tuesday of the month i'm going to do something yeah and then you like you know, start searching around. What are things you could do? What are, you know, 10 best things to do in this city? I think the other thing city or that like kind whatever. of puts it all together is about being uncomfortable because whether it's that, whether it's like scheduling something to make your life, you know, you know, more upbeat or whether it's like you are waiting for the perfect guy or girl to come into your life and it's not happening, but you just want to wait for it to happen. It's about like being comfortable and like start doing it yourself because at the end of the day, your point is right that life passes you by and if you don't do anything and life is like and you're sleeping through life then like you're not going to get anywhere and also doing the things that are uncomfortable leads you to something else all the time yeah no matter what it is yeah yeah i mean that pretty much answers it yeah i think the last two comments we just read like i think those two people date each other yeah (laughs) basically (laughs) you're saying my my boyfriend is uh not Doesn't thinking about the future seems like he's sleepwalking through life. And then this person said, how do I motivate myself to yeah. stop sleepwalking through life? And like the blunt answer to this is like, stop waiting for life to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you in the nicest I, way, like yeah. you're acknowledging that's happening. So just change something. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that I give a lot of advice, but like I, I have had to tell this to people in the past is like your life is your responsibility. And like, yeah, people are going to care for you. People are going to love you. People don't want to see you get hurt. People want to help and support you. But nobody else is going to make your life what you want it to be right. other than yourself. So you've got to like And it takes a while it. to realize that. Yeah. And you've got to grab it by the horns and make it what you want it to be. Otherwise, 
you know, yeah, other people aren't going to do it for you. Yeah. This is kind of a more simple one, but still important. And it's about love. Oh, <laughs> I love love. This lady says, woman, whatever. Is it stupid to marry your first love? No. No. Not at Are all. you in love? Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, I don't want to say stereotypes, but it's sometimes like even for me, everyone always says like, don't marry your high school sweetheart because you don't know anything or you're, you haven't experienced enough. Yeah. And I think in some cases that's so true. Yeah. But if you're like at the point where you want to be married and you're with your first love and you guys love each other. Yeah. Don't let that go at the same time. Yeah. I think. I think a lot of it comes from like, you know, don't marry your first love because you're never going to know what else is out there. And like, Depends on the type that of person is you are. the majority of people's experience is they're not going to marry their first love. But that doesn't mean it's wrong for the people who do marry their first love. Yeah. Like, I'm obviously married to Julia now. Do I like think there could be other things to experience or try or girls that I could like meet that would like, like, yeah, I do. But what it's, the? Yeah. <laughs> no, we talk about that because it's like, but it's not like I don't necessarily believe in soulmates. Yeah. Right, yeah, like I mean, there like, might be more yeah, we were, people for us, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not going to give up what I have with Julia. Just be, or I would say to this person, don't give up what you have with this person, just because somebody else thinks there might be something else out. Because there. there probably is. Yeah, and there, there might and, be. Yeah, there might be. You know, it's but not, you also might lose what you already have, and that's yeah. Not, I'm not. I'm just going to say like that's good enough, but that's not what I mean. Because I don't mean to settle. Like if you're like, if you're having the thoughts of. Oh, there might be some other things out there I want to experience and like what I have is fine, then no, like you're, yeah. you're settling. But if it's like, I love this person so much and I don't care what's out there, although there might be, yeah, then no, like you yeah. need to Yeah, that. I would never like end a serious relationship where you're in love just because it's your first love. Yeah, just for that reason. Yeah. Alone. Now, if there are other things where you're not sure if this is the person, if you're not sure if... Mm -hmm. you know he or she is this or that like yeah then maybe consider other things totally. but if you're in your mind if it's just i'm not sure i should marry this person because they're my first love like no i wouldn't let that stop you no. let that motivate you yeah okay this next one is growing apart from friends as we get older slash not spending as much time as we used to this hits home <laughs> i mean yeah this past weekend i had two of my like closest friends over um and we hung out with them and we had the same talk because at the end of the day you do grow old up you grow old you grow up and you try really hard to stay connected to some people and i think it either goes two ways you stay connected to those people and it might change mm -hmm. or you know you let some of your older friends go because you're just not connected anymore and like yeah. either one is good i think yeah I don't know if she's asking that she is growing apart and doesn't want that to happen or just kind of like how you deal with it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's hard. Um, you know, I know Julie and I have had a lot of these conversations and I don't know if it's just age that has made the difference. Um, I mean, with us? I, well, age with, and with gender. my understanding of it, because I know that my, like I have gone through growing a lot of new relationships and losing a lot of old relationships. And it's never a, it's never like 
out of fights or arguments or spite or like, oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. It's literally just because our our life paths had kind of grown apart and it it's hard. And, yeah. you know, I think about everything I have going on right now, like, and I hate this, but like my friends, like where they fall on my priority list is not as high as it used to be. And that ultimately means that like my circle is shrinking mm-hmm. and you know my my circle of of people that i see and spend time with and i mean even just talk to and text with on the phone is like it may be the same size it always was but like it's changing like obviously yeah. when julia and i got married like that added in her family into my closer group mm-hmm. and it added some of her close friends into my you know conversation lists and like um like it's funny but like my nieces now who are old enough or and my nephew who have cell phones like i talk to them now yeah. more than i talk to some of my friends and like i think this is what happens too like i'm speaking for girls because i know that they're more emotional and like mm. try harder i think with friends and um i think what happens like i'm just assuming this situation with this girl which i don't know but maybe you're in college or out of college and your friends are kind of all some are getting jobs, some don't have jobs, some have boyfriends, some are getting married, some aren't. So you're all literally in different situations. And that's like with me and my friends right now, it's exactly what's happening. Like some are single, so some want to go out more. Some are married or some are in a relationship and like that is kind of what they're focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I try to like battle everything at once because I don't want to lose the friends that have I've been friends with forever. Yeah. So I'd say like it's about like, keeping the friends that are important to you and making an effort and if it's you who is the one who is in another relationship and you think you're being distant from your friends and like you kind of need to make more of the effort and i think that's what like pat says to me all the time mm-hmm. and if it's your other like if it's vice versa you know it's always it's just depends on your situation yeah i always say too not not being afraid of letting go yeah, like that's, it's, I mean, it's another. hard to think about. I mean, it is sometimes like going through a breakup, mm-hmm. like some of these people that have been so close to me at different parts of my life. And like at some point, it, some know. part it was like that was the only thing yeah. that you cared about. Yeah. Yeah. So it is like and you and like if one of you feels sad about it and the other one doesn't, that also makes it really hard. It's like yeah. an actual breakup. And Yeah. And I always say like, you know, some of my my friends that I you know, just am not as close with. I still freaking, you know, think about all the good times we had together mm-hmm. and I still love those people. And when I do see him again, it's like the you know, same. right back to square one where we're still laughing, having fun. And it's just yeah. like, just because we don't talk every day or just because, you know, yeah. we're not as close doesn't mean I don't, you know, love and respect the heck out of you all. But it's... Yeah, I you think know, you have tough. to just decide if if it's one specific friendship that you're willing to like really work on and you want to keep then you should keep it and if it's something that's just fading and it's like more effort than it is fun for you then it's fine to let it go and it doesn't mean you have to like have bad blood either yeah so i hope that helps (laughs) yeah um this one is not having a boyfriend and feeling pressure about it I i think that's a hard one and we one feeling pressure about it ignore the pressure it's there's so literally hard. nothing wrong with not having a boyfriend or girlfriend there's nothing um 
you know, bad about it. Like you do you and you know, that will come around. And again, like we've said a couple of these, like if it's important to you, be proactive, put yourself out there, try and get involved, like find ways to meet, you know, but don't more let the pressure girl, take over, but don't let the, yeah, it's going to be, you know, you're going to be trying harder than you want and it's not going to work out if you feel like you have to find somebody. Yeah. So simple yeah. and easy. Just yeah. Don't let the pressure get to you. But if it is something that's important, go out and try it. Yeah. yeah just have involved, fun with it. Find, find ways to meet new guys or girls and do it. Ooh. Let dating be, be fun. spicy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't ask us anymore. <laughs> so this one says, um, any tips you have for being in a relationship with someone who is a different religion? Um, we definitely have talked about this before because I don't know if you guys know, but in another episode we had talked about it, Pat and I are come from two different religions. So um, I think it really just depends on what your priority is and if your religion is like highest on your priority list in meeting someone and then you meet someone that's a different religion and they feel the same way, you know, you kind of have to pick on, is that going to work for you? And if it's something you guys can both work out and figure out and intertwine, then great, because that's kind of what we're doing. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, I think, you know, definitely different, different um, religion. But I think like any of these, you know, differences, like it, it take takes work to work through and work around and be creative with the solutions. Right. Like, um you know, it's not like it's going to be clean. You're not going to ask one person to change their religion or you might, you know, that might be the solution that you guys come to, but just be creative with, um, you know, with being creative with like how, however you want to go about it, but don't let it be something that you ignore because if you let it be something that you ignore, um, it, it has the potential to turn into something, a big problem. And you yeah. don't want that. Um, this one says how to eat healthy, but not overthink it. Ooh, we do that <laughs> what do you mean we overthink i overthink it yeah i mean a lot I, yeah i i think this is a good one and obviously like you know julia and i have been uh doing the vegetarian thing trying that and you know diet and eating healthy nutrition is such a um interesting thing because it's it's so important to so many people and what they're trying to do and accomplish and, um, you know, I, I just think not overthinking it, like, you know, understand what your goals are when you eat, when you work out, kind of like what you're trying to hope, hopefully accomplish with your body. Um, and then I think some of it too is like intuitive, right? You know, what is healthy and what's not like, don't worry so much about, you know, the right amount of protein versus carbs versus fats versus following the strictest diet, but you, you kind of generally know what is healthy, what is not, you know, um, I think and, one, and following that I think is, it depends on your goal too. Like if you're trying to lose weight, then there is a different goal and like routine for you. And if you're just trying to like be healthy. So for me, like I'm, I'm not really trying to lose weight. I just want to feel healthy and feel good at the end of the day and the end of the week. And sometimes I'll like beat myself up about, you know, this past weekend not eating healthy and I feel like, oh, why did I do that? And then like Pat would be like, Julia, we've been eating really healthy for all this time. Like it's okay and we deserve to have a weekend where we don't have to eat mm -hmm. healthy. Um, yeah. 
So like just knowing your boundaries and giving yourself like time to eat what you want and what you crave because otherwise you're not really living and like enjoying food and then you start to have this like bad relationship with food which comes and goes yeah in waves for me yeah i I think the biggest uh i mean the, the comment says and not overthink it and i think a lot of people's goals with you know a diet and eating healthy is or does revolve around weight a lot um and like not overthinking it like weight gain and weight loss is so simple if you eat more calories than you burn you're going to gain weight and if you eat less calories than you burn you're going to lose weight right and you know that's simple and straightforward and or it should be simple like yeah do that or don't do that yeah and it's it's you know it's hard to do when you think of um you know the the thousands of different diets that are out there the thousands of different workout programs that are out there like what is the best what is not the best and yeah i think i think being intuitive with like your workouts and and knowing that like yeah i should work out or i should be active i should say not work out but i should be active and i should be you know being cognizant of what i'm eating and putting in my body right um the last thing i just wanted to say is i think what's hard about it sometimes is it doesn't become fun anymore and you have to find either like other like there's so many influences out there that do like food and they make it interesting and they make it fun and there's also like pinterest and there's just so many ways to find healthy things to eat where you don't feel like you're like depriving yourself of things again it depends on your goal but i think like just finding new ways to make it fun and like oh i'm gonna cook this new thing for dinner and i have found these new frozen snacks i can eat during the day that kind of gets you excited to eat in a healthy way so yeah nice okay this next one says how to get back with an ex who doesn't want to get back with you there's a lot of questions here because that might not go your way i i mean this is a girl and if your ex is truly saying that they do not want to get back with you my first thought is you have to let that go yeah. Right. I yeah. I feel like I mean, that's that. It was very simple. How to get back with an ex that does not want to get back together with you. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts and that sucks. And I feel like I can feel that right now. Just like yeah, and hearing that. Yeah, know, it, that that's, it's painful. Yeah. I think you have to think about why you want to get back with them and why they don't want to get back with you. And maybe if you have some of the same, if this person doesn't want to get back together with you and you just want to get back together with them because maybe you miss them then you're kind of both already on the same page and maybe one person is being like stronger about it i don't know the situation but yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah this is uh i mean such a tough comment and suggestion here um how do you get back with an ex who doesn't want to get back with you and i mean like Julia said, my first thought is don't try and get back with that person. I mean, if if they have made it clear that they don't want to, you know, don't don't force it. You, I don't think you want to force relationships. And um, but if I had to give advice or perspective to somebody on you know this question, it would be go about it slowly. Go about it um, unemotionally, right? Don't let your emotions get in the way. Don't right. let, you know, 
obviously this person being clear that they don't want to get back together with you um you know you you've got to give them space and i think that space may be what ends up bringing you back together um or it may that space may give you the opportunity to realize that you don't want to get back together with that yeah, give you clarity either. um may give you the clarity yeah, yeah you need but you got to think about it like logistically almost like what are the reasons they don't want to be with me? Mm-hmm. Um, and if those are good reasons, they're just not feeling it anymore. And you can't you can't force that. And then you kind of have to know like that's not your person. That's mm-hmm. not the person that you want to be with. So it might take a long time to realize that. And I yeah. already feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. No, this this question is making me chug my high noon. It's like, uh, <laughs> We're drinking heavily now. Yeah, it's like, wow. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's such a tough one. And I I mean, I, I think back on to my heartbreaks and heartache and like, that's a painful thing. Yeah. So I hope that's helpful. I mean, you got to you got to do what's right for you. But you also have to listen to what your ex is saying and understand. So, yeah. I still love him, but lately haven't felt the same. Do I end it or work on it? This makes me sad. Yeah. This is another really hard Wait, one. it keeps going then. They also say, I'm feeling less attracted to my boyfriend of four years, but don't know why. That's the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, uh, what was the work on it or let go? Do I end it or work on it? She's not feeling it anymore. She's not attracted to him anymore. She loves him because maybe they've been together for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, what'd she say? Four years. I don't know how old you are or like what life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, my advice or thought here, I mean, my first thing that popped in my head was to uh, if you're already feeling that, maybe give yourself a shorter timeline to try and like like say like look i'm going to give it two more weeks of how things are and i'm going to proactively take some action with some of the stuff i'm going to try and yeah yeah so like i'm going to give myself a two-week um timeline i'm going to try things to spice it up i'm going to try things to like you know reignite the attraction reignite the flame and after that two weeks if i'm still feeling the same then the way I'm going to work on it is by letting yeah. it go. I think yeah. the other thing too is like, this is really hard, but you have to talk to them about it. And I think a lot of times people like, she's not attracted to her boyfriend anymore. Yeah. That's so hard to say to someone. You can't be like, they want to know the reason and you're thinking, I'm just not attracted to you. And then that's going to like crush them. But there has to be a way where you can like be honest. And if they're a good person, yeah, then they hopefully will just like really think about what you're saying and hopefully understand and not get mad and upset and yeah or or they're allowed you know but yeah. you should be able to tell them the truth yeah and definitely being able to tell them the truth but telling them in a way like i mean julia if you told me i'm no longer attracted to you like that would feel like a dagger to the heart like that right. would suck but if you say i want to find ways to to make it different to yeah to spice up our Whatever. You have to be you know, as the other make person. Our life more romantic. I want to make this like you've got to, yeah. You know, be creative with how you, or not creative because you still want to get the message across. But I mean, being as blunt as saying I'm no longer attracted to you is hard. Yeah, it's harsh. Um. So I, my, I mean, my advice there is make sure you're being intentional with working on it and give yourself a timeline. 
set a day on the calendar and say, if not by this date, then I am going to um, yeah. end it. And in ending it or taking a break or breaking up, whatever you want to call it, like that may be what it takes for you to get reattracted to that person. Yeah. Like sometimes the space and the distance is, yeah, you know, you never know, can be a good thing. So I think you have to like on the other end, if you're willing to like work with each other and, you know, if you're not, hey, Pat, I really wish that your knee wasn't so hairy. And then Pat says, okay, I'll shave that part of my leg. <laughs> just like, you know, <laughs> that's a bad example. Terrible example. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm trying to give like a simple example of like, if it's something that you guys can really work out and you want this relationship to work, then hopefully the other person understands and they aren't just going to like throw things and be like pissed and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to. You know, be a little give and take, I think, is what you're what you're talking about yeah. with me shaving the knee. He's very but, hairy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in the same breath. Right. I don't know if you've articulated to your boyfriend, you know, kind of what you're feeling, but you opening up and saying something along that line, you know, you also don't know if he's thinking the same thing. Yeah. And that might enable him to, you know, be more comfortable to speak up about something that he's been thinking about. Mm -hmm. And then you're both working on something and it goes from, you know, you both feeling this way to communicating some difficulties to each other and then working through it together. And then you're 10 times stronger when you come out of it on the back end saying, look, we've we had these disagreements, these things that were bothering us each. We've worked through it together and now we're you yeah. know, so much stronger. And like, It just depends if you want it to work or if it's just not going to work. Either way, you'll, you'll figure it out. All right. This one says how to have confidence, how to have the confidence to start something new. I'm always nervous with change. Just do it, girl. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Just go for it. I mean, I... change is amazing. And it's so hard to think about that before you do it. Because I've looked back on things that I've done in my life that I was uncomfortable with. And it was all like ended up being anxiety over change. And then you look back and you're like that. It was for the better. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all are like trained or whatever wired to fear change. And, you know, we, we all kind of hate things changing or worry about and have stress, anxiety about it. But um, I think a lot of us, myself included, when I like look back and think about like significant changes, I'm like, wow, thank God some of those changes happened, things that, that went on that right. maybe, you know, were uncomfortable as, as, I, as I was going through them or deciding to go through them. But hindsight, like, you know, grateful out. about the change. So I think like her reaching out saying it's almost like this person, you're craving the change and you already want it in yeah. a way. And you're just like scared on what it's going to change. But yeah, a lot of people don't even have that like need or want for change on yeah. the outside kind of. you know. Yeah. I mean, I also like... um you know, how we kicked off this uh, episode, like, you know, I, I'm definitely not an expert on advice. Here I am giving advice. I'm not an expert on this. Here I am trying it. And right. that is generally how I think as I've, you know, been exposed and experienced things in life, that that's mostly how the world works is that there are very few people that are actually experts, like at what they do or, you know, so comfortable in it that they're like 100% confident in what they're going to do or say or right. like, you know, and a, a lot of um, 
like life is not a math equation. It's not like one plus one equals two, where there is a right or wrong answer. So I, I think going in with knowing that one, nobody else uh, has everything figured out. Everybody else is kind of craving that change, want change, you know, going in with like the confidence of, of that. Doing what you've got to do to be confident in what you're about to do, um, I think will help with, you know, your mindset going into change Um, and then just doing it. I mean, it's going to come out either you learned something and maybe it didn't go the way you planned or it went better than you expected and you're going to be so happy that you did it. And more than less times, it's going to be that. Yeah. Because if you're craving a change, it's for a reason. Yeah. It's because something that you're doing isn't working out anymore, so it can't really get worse mm-hmm. in most situations. Yeah. And like the regret of not trying change is greater than the fear of trying change. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, get through it, prepare yourself to get through it, try and do it. If it succeeds, awesome. You're on the other side. And if it doesn't, you've learned a lot. Right. Okay, so those were a few of those shorter ones. I have a few long ones here that some of you emailed in, and I just want to get to, okay, chewing. Um, and I just want to get to some of them because I think some are pretty good. And this one's longer, but not it's not super long. Um, this girl is saying, how to leave a toxic workplace. I feel that I have no good excuse to quit other than the poor environment and dreading going to work. Is it okay to make up a lie as to why I'm leaving? Should I put in my two weeks notice? Is it just a side job that it's just a side job that is minimum wage? I felt this. This is like I got to reread it. So, you have a side job or whatever it is, let me see. Yeah. And I gotta you're not it. loving it, but you don't know how to kind of leave. And I'm not sure if you have like another job lined up, but Yeah. How to leave a toxic workplace. I feel that I have no good excuse to quit other than the poor environment and dreading going to work. Is it okay to make up a lie to why I'm leaving? Should I put in two-week notice? Is It, it is just a side job with minimum wage. No, so, no workplace I, should be toxic, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's definitely um, good that you're thinking about leaving. I mean, calling it a toxic workplace is not a good sign. Um and, you know, the the mindset you put in of dreading going to work is just not like a healthy spot to be in. So wanting to leave, I think one is like, you know, the, the first step, what you're talking about. And like, yeah, I definitely the advice for me with that is like, yeah, definitely leave. Yeah, definitely. Um, but how to leave it? Um, is it OK to make up a lie why I'm leaving? Should I put in my two week notice? I always say it's better to leave on good terms totally um rather than leave you know on bad terms and that does include putting in two week notice um you know giving your boss you know that um you know that notice so that they can find you know the replacement or how the work that you're doing will be picked up um i personally don't think it's bad um to make up a lie i mean you've got to make it comfortable in your head you know if you're able to, um, I mean, realistically, we talk. all probably have done that. Yeah, and of it's course. you know, yeah, and and I think you know how you um, if you're given like an exit survey and you know it's anonymous, then be brutally honest. You right. know, people are 
emotional. So if you say, I hate this place, it's a toxic, toxic workplace, and I, you guys make it so bad here. Like if you say that to somebody, they're not going to react positively. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can say, you know, I'm struggling with my mindset coming to work here, um, and that input in that impacts my work product. Therefore, I think it's best that I move on. Um, and then they might ask, well, what, what do you mean your work, your mindset when you come to work? Well, that means, you know, I'm not loving the environment here. You know, it's a little more stressful than I, I kind of envisioned this type of work being, or just being able to kind of massage what you're trying to say so that it's not, you know, so, um, brutally straightforward that somebody's going to react you know, yeah, and at the end of the way. day, you have to do what you feel is right. You have to do what's going to be better for you. And obviously, this workplace is toxic. It's not working out. So yeah, do it, but be classy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's not going to be worth it for you to, like, leave as a ball of fire. Um, yeah, you might feel good for an hour, you know, letting all your emotions out, but when you go to apply to your next job and they're like, Hey, we need your references and you know, you don't list them, then, you know, the new place might have questions. And mm-hmm. so I think the, the tie there is, yeah, it's, it's good that you're considering leaving. How should you do it? Do it in the right way. Do it professionally. Do it, um, you know, in, in a way where if you do need to call them and ask for a reference that you can still do that. Right. And yes, make up a lie if you need to. Yeah. If if you got to do it to make yourself, you know, feel okay about it, then that's do okay. It. All right. So we have one last one for today, and it is type a little bit of a long one. So Pat's gonna read it. Yep. Here we go. Hi, Jules and Pat. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on my current life situation. I've been dating my same boyfriend since senior year of high school, throughout college, and three years post college. Just about seven years total. In college, we were long distance. He was in Texas, and I was in California. We broke up our junior year of college because a long distance was tough, and we wanted to get a change and experience college a little more. We got back together after a year and a half of being broken up, and he came to California after graduating. I went to dental school for three years in San Francisco, and he completed a two-year's master's at Stanford. I am now starting a residency program in orthodontics, and I tried really hard to get into a program in the Bay Area because we had discussed it, and he said he would likely find a job in the Bay Area as well. He decided to pursue a PhD at Stanford, so everything was going to work out for us, and we were both going to continue to stay in the Bay Area for the next several years. We had had discussed marriage and future for a while now. Um, I need to come work for you two. Yeah. Super educated. (laughs) That's awesome. Awesome. Anyways, in April, he found out that his PhD advisor at Stanford was going to be moving to Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh, and the advisor asked him to go with him. After much debate and fighting and almost break a breakup, my boyfriend t- decided to go to Pittsburgh for the PhD program for the next three to five years. I'm going to school for two more years in the Bay Area, and for my career path, I will likely have to stay in California after. He will be moving in January, so we still have a few months together, and he says that he is most likely going to do, going to want to come back to California when he is done. I thought that he would finally be done with the long distance, but I understand that his career and passions have to take him elsewhere for the time being. However, I am afraid that in a few years he will change his mind and want to continue pursuing his career more than our future relationship and family. 
I understand that this is what makes sense for him now, but worried about his decision-making later on. Do you have any advice for building trust in this sort of situation, for handling a complete change in life than what was expected, being in the same area for the next several years versus now being long distance, and any tips for being long distance in general as adults? Sorry this was so long, but hopefully an interesting topics for you. Basically choosing career over relationships, understanding what is best for your partner, trust and communication when talking about future plans and long distance. Girl, you already know it. Wow. This is... uh, long and not easy but thank you so much for for sharing obviously so julia well first of all that is awesome i think communication is definitely going to be like key here you guys have already been through so much together and i feel like you know pat and i have a similar situation with a long distance and we could definitely do like a full episode on long distance but um my first initial thought is you need to talk to him and you guys need to be clear on like what you want and if one of you is hesitant um then that's like a whole nother like situation to talk about but if you both are like we want to do this and this is temporary this Mm -hmm. moving is temporary and if he wants to come back and like he's like i want to be with you but we just need to do this for a little longer gold you got it like this is yeah it's the real stuff you know yeah I mean, as I was reading through that, so much is hitting me and like my mind's going all over the place. But I think obviously, I mean, it seems like you guys have talked about it. It seems like you have come to terms with knowing that this is better for the short term, but fearing what it could mean for the long term. And actually, we touched on that earlier. Like, I, I think it's like a little bit of the fearing of change. And, you know, there is um, some assumptions being made here that you guys are going to you know, not enjoy long distance or, you know, Pittsburgh, obviously, uh, Julie and I are both from Pennsylvania. So like Pittsburgh, maybe not as exciting for Bay as Bay area, but you also don't know, those might be two things that you might, you and your boyfriend might end up loving. Like you guys might love long distance. You might understand that it gives you uh, a little bit of freedom, that it gives you, you know, new opportunities about your relationship. And who knows, you might also like, you know, love Pittsburgh. It, 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 has yeah. a lot to offer, a lot to offer that's different than the Bay Area, than San Francisco, but still a cool city. And um, I think one, just like approaching it with that kind of mindset of like, you know, yes, this, the way you're thinking about it and talking about it is a challenge, but it also can be an opportunity if you're able to think about it in that way. Yeah. Like it's going to be different. We there have never are be regretted changes. our long distance. No. Yeah. No, and it what hard, it enabled but... us to do was it enabled both of us to fully pursue what we were pursuing at the time when we did long distance, and it made seeing each other that much more exciting. Yeah, and you know, a, a lot of people don't love the thought of long distance, or they don't love you know thinking about long distance. Um, it's it, one, it's not terrible. Two, you are gonna miss the hell out of each other. Um, Julie and I, that was like always our least favorite thing. Like after we'd spend a weekend or a week together, like literally like the final hug, kiss, goodbye. And we never knew the next time we tried to always know, but like, it's just heart wrenching and Mm -hmm. it's hard, but it did actually, I think, pull us together in the long run. So, you know, my advice is, um, you know, try and control your mindset and how you think about it and think about it in a more positive light that this could be something good for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, space, you know, it's going to enable you. If you both want you. it in the end, then this will be just a little blip and you guys will be able to get yeah. through that. 
and just always being cognizant of like how much you're talking you know like being uh just being on the same page being on the same page yeah like finding things to do that that keep it fun while you're long distance keeping very career driven and we love that so yeah you guys got to go after your careers and you'll still be there at the end if it's meant to be yeah this is one i want to like we got to reply to this email and say like keep us in touch yeah like, i need I to know, like, know how this goes and like yeah, yeah pull, or was... like send me a dm or something i need to know yeah so um all right so that was the last one for today these were really awesome i wish we had time to get to more of them but i do anticipate us doing another episode down the road with you know the same episode and just answering other questions that we get so just going to wrap it up. I mean, if you guys have any others, always send them through. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to do another one of these. And I hope this was helpful. Like, I hope that our thoughts and perspectives and what we've been through kind of really resonates with you guys and really helps and gives you at least, you know, some type of um, perspective in another way than you're already thinking of your situation. Um, So yeah, make sure you're following us on Love That For You Pod. Episodes are every Wednesday. Leave us a review if you guys want. We always love those and we love reading them on here. And I always like to put them on the stories. So um, that is it for now. And Pat and I will see you guys next week.